It's your man, Mo Morris, and welcome to Hood Radio. It's your man, Mo Morris, the one man army. What's up? It's your man, Mo Morris, the one man army. What's up? It's your man, Mo Morris, the one man army. What's up? And if you ask me how I do, I'm going to tell you I'm winning just like you. If you ask me how I do, I'm going to tell you I'm winning just like you. And if you ask me how I do, I'm going to tell you I'm winning just like you. Because we winning, family. I'm not playing no games, family. I'm not nobody else. I ain't your cheerleader either, family. You understand what I'm saying? I'm walking in the room and I mean what I'm saying, family. I'm winning. You know, everybody else, you know, you got a lot of cats walking around here with their lip poked out, wishing and hoping and praying and hoping that God just going to open up a magical door for them. God ain't opening up no magical doors. The only way that God opened up a door for you, if you show that you worthy to walk through the door. You know, we sitting up here walking around here with our grandmama mindset with God. Get your heads out the cloud, family. And put that work in. You know, that's one of the challenges, family. You know, you got to have your mind right each and every day, family, to go out here and pull it. You got to be locked in each and every day, family. You can't be locked in three days a week and hope to get seven day a week results, family. You know, family, focus is what's key to the to the championship. Focus is what's key to achieving the goal, family. You know, back in the day, they had this word. They, they said it was two-faced. Man, you two-faced it, man. You two-faced it, man. You two-faced it, man. And, you know, two-faced means you say one thing over here and then you say another thing over there. A two-faced could mean, like, in high school, you got a homegirl or in college or friendships, what have you, all throughout life. You got a, a, a brother or a sister who act one way when they with this group. And that group might not like one of their other friends. And they let that group talk about her and then they go back around her and then they act like it's all good. That's two faced. You say one thing, but you really mean another. You two faced. Right. You two faced. You two faced family. Right. So I've been real cheeked up, man. Y'all already know that I'm cheeked up, man. I'm cheeked up. I'm cheeked up about being black. I'm cheeked up about being from Chicago. You understand what I'm saying? I'm cheeked up about being a part of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. I'm cheeked up to be the father to my children. I'm cheeked up to be my grandmother's grandson. I'm cheeked up. I'm cheeked up when I look into the eyes of my grandson. I'm cheeked up. I'm cheeked up. I'm cheeked up about being black. I'm cheeked up about being from the hood. I'm cheeked up. I'm not walking around whispering and walking soft and hoping I'm not offending nobody. I'm cheeked up. I'm cheeked up because my people getting sent off and they coming with the same old story. And my brothers and sisters act like they ain't got the game and they don't know what's going on. And we keep doing this and we keep, you know, I'm cheeked up because my people are insane. My people are insane because we keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So I'm cheeked up. I'm cheeked up. Make no mistake about it, family. 
Make no mistake about it. I'm cheeked up. I'm not out here playing. I'm not out here looking for friends, family. I'm cheeked up. I'm cheeked up because I know what it is to be growing up in the hood, family. And you wondering, man, can anybody see us? Man, you see everything else going up. I'm cheeked up. I'm cheeked up because of how black folks getting treated out here in these streets, family. I'm cheeked up. And I ain't sitting up and acting like somebody, uh, like we a baby and we need our diaper changed. That's not what I'm saying, family. But I'm tired of two-faced politicians, family. Let's get straight into it. I'm tired of two-faced politicians. And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. I'm going to go straight to it, family. I'm not playing with you this morning. I'm not playing. I ain't going to talk in cold this morning. I ain't going to talk in cold, family. I'm doing this this morning for black folks that believe that all we supposed to do is vote Democrat. All we supposed to do is black folks to sign and get online and vote for a group of people who ain't did a damn thing for black folks. You know, we sitting up here voting Democrat and the, and the Democrats are in charge and the Democrats don't do a damn thing for black people. A damn thing. A damn thing. You know what Democrats do? You know what politicians do? They oppose anything that got to do with helping black folks specifically. They always got an excuse or they always need to be a commission and we all need to do a review and we all need to do a, a, a what they do. A, a, we want to do a proposal. I'm tired of two faced politicians. I'm tired of black folks being insane. Yeah, I'm cheeked up about that. 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 If you ain't cheeked up about that, that ain't my fault. That ain't my fault I see the game different than you. That ain't my fault I'm more passionate about it than you. That ain't my fault that I'm fighting for black people and you not. That ain't my fault. That ain't my fault that you don't get it. That ain't my fault. But don't look at me crazy because I'm willing to fight. Don't look at me crazy because I'm willing to do the research. Don't look at me crazy because I'm willing to speak up. Don't look at me crazy because I'm willing to go where you're not willing to go. I'm not the one that's crazy. And if you want to call it crazy, praise God. But what are you? Because I'm not worried about what you are. What I'm focused on is the goal. What I'm focused on is my people. What I'm focused on is holding these lying, two-faced politicians to the fire. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm here to do. I'm tired of I'm I'm, I'm tired of us as a people just stamping the Democrats because they're Democrats. Hey, y'all, we've been voting for Democrats for over 50 years. And look at the state of our community in this country. And I don't want to hear it, family. You can sit up here and talk all the stuff you want to talk about, black people. You can say this. You can say that. I'm going to say this, family. I'm going to say this. Black folks doing damn good in spite of the situation that we are in. And I ain't walking around here like we need our hand held when we walk down the street, family. But I tell you this, for a group of people that ain't getting no damn support from nobody in this country, we doing pretty damn good. We living in a society where everybody else is getting taken care of. I don't give a damn if you are an immigrant from Central America, this government will take care of you. I don't give a damn if you are an immigrant from the Ukraine, this country will take care of you. I don't give a damn if you from the back borders of Mexico, this country will take care of you. I don't care if you are from Europe, this country will take care of you. I don't care if, if you are from Ukraine and Russia blow your joint up, 
This country will take care of you. But then I turn around and I look at the situation of black folk. I look at how black folks been voting for Democrats and ain't a damn thing getting done for black folks. And for those people that's talking about black folks don't vote, check the record. Was we've been voting for Democrats for over 50 years and you tell me what the hell Democrats did for black people. Hell going on around here. What the hell is going on around here? I'm sorry, but this ain't no let's get along and praise God speech. I do not like two-faced people. I don't like people that say one thing over here and this is how they really feel. Now, nigga, if you got something to say to me, you say it to my face. If you feel a certain way about me, then you live that. You live that. Don't act like we homies and we ain't homies, homie. What the hell is going on around here? What the hell is going on around here? You got 62% of black people talking about Joe Biden doing a job. I swear to God, I wish I'd have been in the room when I heard that. I'd have, I, I would have challenged each and every one of them toe to toe. What the hell you mean he doing a good job? Show me how he doing a good job. Show me how Joe Biden is doing a good job to help the brothers and sisters. And that man ain't did a damn thing specifically for black people. But black people showed enough voted for Joe Biden, though, didn't we? Why you vote for him? Because he was Obama's vice president? Huh? Huh? 62%. What the hell wrong with y'all? How in the hell is the majority of black folks out here believing that Joe Biden is doing a good job towards black people? Are you serious? Are you serious? But so you know what that is, brothers and sisters. So you know that's that insanity thing. That's that insanity thing. And what is insanity? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Brothers and sisters, if black folks ain't politically insane, I don't know what the hell we are. We are politically insane. Oh, big mo, man, why don't you calm down? It's early morning. You in here yelling and all this, that, and the third. Praise God, brother. What's wrong? I tell you what's wrong. I tell you what's wrong. I tell you what's wrong. What's wrong is not one president in the past whatever decade has not written anything specifically for black people. And I'm talking about specifically for black people. Because black people have specifically kept the Democrats in office. So that's why I'm cheeked up. That's why I'm yelling this morning. You understand me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize if my intensity level makes you uncomfortable. But damn it, I'm tired of walking in neighborhoods where our people are challenged. Damn it, I'm tired of walking in the schools where our children are talent, uh, challenged. Damn it, I'm tired of brothers not being able to get employment. I'm tired of that. I, I'm not cool with that. So yeah, I'm going to have some intensity. Hell going on around here. You looking at me crazy because I'm intense about the situation and I'm looking back at you wondering why in God's name you ain't cheaped up. I ain't the problem. My intensity is not the problem. That's the damn problem right there. Ain't enough of us intense. We playing games. We tiptoeing around. We acting like these people are our friend. We acting like these people are, they got our back. Let me tell y'all something, black folks, when it comes to politicians, y'all. When it comes to politics, family, we need to be like the shift in the car. We need to be neutral. Hell no, we got these cats running around here talking about vote blue no matter who your mama. 
If you're walking up to a black person and you said, vote blue no matter who, your mama. Let me say that right now. If you're walking around telling black folks to vote blue no matter who, your mama. Your mama. Your mama, nigga. Your mama. Your mama. Your mama. If you run around telling people that they should vote blue no matter who, your mama. Your mama, because you don't give a damn about the people. You don't give a damn about the people. I don't care if Jesus Christ is a Democrat. If Jesus Christ ain't got no plan that they can visualize and materialize to me and my people, then Jesus Christ can go on down the street with his two-faced ass too. It ain't vote blue no matter who. What the hell wrong with y'all? This ain't no automatic pilot when it comes to my vote, homie. No, you want my vote? Show me what you're going to do to get my vote. Hell going on around here. Wake up. And by the way, I apologize. We don't need to wake up because black folks, y'all niggas ain't sleep. Oh, y'all mad? I said, nigga, I apologize. I apologize. You know what? You know what? Y'all right. Y'all right. Man, Big Mo, why you out here tripping, man? We don't need no tongue glass from early in the morning. My fault. Big Mo, you need to stop using the N-word. My fault. You right. I should stop using the N-word, right? Matter of fact, are you going to stop talking to me, brother and sister? Are y'all going to stop listening because I use the word nigga? I apologize. I apologize if me using the word nigga is going too far. Because black folks, we didn't came too far. Why are we still using the word nigga? I feel you. I understand where we coming from. Y'all feel like we need to stop saying nigga. This is off the chain. My fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. I'm a little bit too intense this morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little bit too cheeked up this morning. But I want to talk to you about a two-faced cat, man. I'm talking about two-faced, homie. I'm talking about two of them. I want to talk to you about Lyndon Johnson. President Lyndon Johnson. You understand me? LBJ is what they call him. LBJ. LBJ. LBJ signed the Civil Rights Act. <laughs> he signed the Civil Rights Act. He signed the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Family, he championed it. I mean, man, he was smacking the wall, foaming at the mouth. But in 1957, he called the Civil Rights Act of 1957. Lyndon B. Johnson called it the nigger bill. Huh? Linda B. Johnson called the 1957 Civil Rights Act. He called it the nigger, the nigger bill, y'all. You understand me? Let me tell you what he said about appointing Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall was the first black judge to be appointed to the Supreme Court. You understand me? You want to know what he said about that? And I quote, Son, when I appoint a nigga to the court, I want everyone to know he a nigga. You understand me? When LBJ appointed Thurgood Marshall to the Supreme Court, that boy said in private conversations, he was calling Thurgood Marshall such a nigga. In private conversations, he said, son, when I appoint a nigga to the court, I want everyone to know he a nigga. Huh? Okay. 
Now, and then, you know, like I say, we've been voting Democrat for over 50 years. I'm talking about black folk. I ain't talking to nobody else except black people. I want everybody to know that, you know, and I ain't going to be the type of cat. I don't read the comment section, y'all. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you giving me five on the dark side and all this, that, the third, or you calling me a nigga and telling me you're going to lynch me. I don't give a damn. I'm not looking at the comments, y'all. I don't look at the comments. I ain't going to read fan mail and all this, that, and the third. Praise God. Praise God if you're feeling this. Praise God. But I ain't going to be in all that because I ain't doing this for all that. So you ain't got to send me no comment. Praise God. Because I'm never reading them. And that's not being disrespectful. I'm not, you got to send me no fan mail because I'm never reading it. Because I'm not doing this to get fans, homie. Understand that. I'm not going to read it because I'm not doing it for that. I'm not doing it for comments. My dude, it is 559 in the AM on Labor Day. Right now. Right now. My family at home, my family, my daughter, my grandson, they over at my house right now. We had a great time last night. We had a great holiday weekend so far. And I'm up here on the microphone talking to you because this is why I'm doing this, family. I'm doing this so you'll know that LBJ, President LBJ, said this about Thurgood Marshall, the first black man appointed to the Supreme Court. Son, when I appoint a nigga to the court, I want everyone to, everyone to know he's a nigga. That's why I'm getting on the mic. Family. I ain't getting on the mic to read no comment and look at your pick or nothing like this. Sister, give me a break. We got black males out here in classrooms that can't read. I ain't doing this for fanfare. But like I said, you know what I'm saying, black folks? We've been voting Democrat for 50 years, family. But let me tell you what, let me, let me tell you what LBJ, let me read to you what LBJ said about black folks voting Democrat. Let me tell you about what LBJ said about black folks voting Democrat. These Negroes, they're getting pretty uppity these days, and that's a problem for us since they got something now that they never had before. The political pool to back up their uppiness. Now we've got to do something about this. We've got to give them a little something, just enough to quiet them down, not enough to make a difference. Folks. For if we don't move at all, then their allies will line up against us and there'll be no way of stopping them. We'll lose the filibuster and there'll be no way of putting a break on all sorts of wild legislation. It'll be reconstruction all over again. I'm going to read that again to you, y'all. I'm going to read that again to you, y'all. These Negroes, they're getting pretty uppity these days. And that's a problem for us since they've got something now that they never had before. The political pool to bag up their uppiness. Now, we've got to do something about this. We got to give them a little something, just enough to quiet them down. Not enough to make a difference, for if we don't move at all, then their allies will line up against us, and there'll be no way of stopping them. We'll lose the filibuster, and there'll be no way of putting a break on all sorts of wild legislation. It'll be reconstruction all over again. Huh? Huh? I'm going to keep on reading, though. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to keep on reading. So then they say, you know, they say your boy like to use the word nigga, man. I mean, that man, he like to spew that word nigga out. They say LBJ would like to say nigga. You understand me? Right? So here goes another joint. In Senate cloakrooms and staff meetings, Johnson was particularly a connoisseur of the word. 
According to Johnson biographer Robert Cairo, Johnson would calibrate his pronunciations by region. Using Negra with Southern legislators and Negra with others. Discussing civil rights legislation with men like Mississippi Democrat James Eastland, who committed most of his life to defending white supremacy, he is simply called it nigger bill, the nigger bill. So what they saying is President Johnson would use he would use the, the southern slang nigger when he was talking to southern white supremacists, politicians. Right. And then when he was talking to everybody. He would say nigger. So when he was talking to the South, because see, the South got that twang to him. You understand? Nigger, that nigger. <laughs> so you got President Johnson in there changing his 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 voice tone to say nigger with different people. You understand what I'm saying? That's what that means, brothers and sisters. Huh? And then he go another time. This is about a black man. This is a black man now. A black man. Listen to this now. A black chauffeur. A black chauffeur. A black chauffeur. Somebody who was driving Lyndon around told Lyndon. Looked him in the eyes. Now, see, y'all walking around here talking about how tough y'all are. Here go a black chauffeur looking this man in the face and told him he would prefer to be called by his name instead of boy, nigger, or chief. And this is what your boy Lyndon, Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson, LBJ, said to him. As long as you are black. And you're going to be black till the day you die. No one's going to call you by your goddamn name. So no matter what you are called, nigga, you just let it roll off your back like water and you will make it. Just pretend you're a goddamn piece of furniture. Yeah, I'm going to read that again for you. A black man, a black chauffeur told LBJ, hey, look here, man, sir, sir, look here, man. I would rather be called by my name instead of boy, nigga. Or chief. This is a black man looking him in the face and letting him know, hey man, you ain't got to call me nigga. You ain't got to call me boy. You ain't got to call me chief. Why don't you just call me by my name? Black man standing tall. Black man being strong. And once again, brothers and sisters, while we running around here talking about how oppressed we are, I guarantee you we ain't walking around here asking nobody to call us by our name instead of calling us boy nigger or chief but here goes something for y'all to understand brothers and sisters see they, it wasn't no question on how they was viewing us while we walking around talking about we shall overcome homie we didn't overcame these the brothers and sisters that had to overcome these the brothers and sisters that was getting called boy girl nigger or chief and this is what lbj said with his proud self he said as long as you are black and you're going to be black till the day you die. Thanks, LBJ, for letting that brother know he's going to be black till the day he die. No one's going to call you by your goddamn name. So no matter what you are called, nigga, you just let it roll off your back like water and you will make it. Just pretend you're a goddamn piece of furniture. Hey, y'all, that's the mindset of the president of the United States, family. Huh? Huh? All right, we're talking about being two-faced, though. We're talking about being two-faced. So here we go again. Check this out. Johnson, like other presidents, will often reveal his true motivations in the sides that the press never picked up. During one trip, Johnson was discussing his proposed civil rights bill with two governors, explaining why it was so important to him. He said it was simple. I had these niggas voting Democrat for 200 years. That was the reason he was pushing the bill, said Macmillan, who was the pre who was present during the conversation. 
Not because he wanted equality for everyone. It was strictly a political ploy for the Democratic Party. He was phony from the word go. Johnson, like other presidents, will often reveal his true motivation in a sides that the press never picked up. During one trip, Johnson was discussing his proposed civil rights bill with two governors, explaining why it was so important to him. He said it was simple. I have these niggas voting Democratic for 200 years. That was the reason he was pushing the bill, said Macmillan, who was present during the conversation. Not because he wanted equality for everyone. It was strictly a political ploy for the Democratic Party, who was phony from the, he was phony from the word go. Now, help me understand, family. Help me understand, family. Help me understand, family. This man said, I'm going to have these niggas voting Democrat for 200 years. And so far, he right. He don't give a care about black folks. He didn't care nothing about black folks. As a matter of fact, not one political party gives a damn about black folks. Not one of them. I'm talking about Republican or Democrat. They don't give no damn about black people. Family, wake up. I'm sorry, you ain't sleep. They don't give a damn about black people, homie. Republicans or Democrats. Republicans or Democrats. And the reason I say that is because they're the same man doing the same thing, moving the same hustle. Because Republicans ain't did a damn thing for black folks either, homie. The Republicans ain't wrote no doggone executive orders either, brother, so, sister. So, hey, family, it don't matter who say what, who do what, who cry, who foam at the mouth, who kiss a black baby. It don't matter. If actions speak louder than words, then the political structure in this society is telling black folks to kiss their ass. If actions speak louder than words, if actions speak louder than words, tell me what your boy Obama saying to us. If actions speak louder than words, if actions speak louder than words, then tell me what this political party is, this political structure in this country is saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, then tell me what Joe Biden is saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, then tell me what Kamala Harris is saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, then tell me what Stacey Abrams feels is saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, then tell me what the black caucus is saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, somebody tell Miss Maxine, somebody somebody tell me what she's saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, Clyborn, this old man down here in South Carolina who blew all the way through, if he Tell me what Clyborne, if actions speak louder than words, tell me what Clyborne is saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, then tell me what Michelle Obama is saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, tell me what AOC is saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, then tell me what President Obama is saying to black people. If actions speak louder than words, then tell me how Mr. LBJ, tell me what he was saying to black people. You got to quit being happy that somebody talked to you. You know, I look at women, man. You, you, you know, women got a women, sisters, y'all got it real out here in the street. 
Y'all got it real out here in the street. Y'all got it real out here in the street. Sisters get approached every day. I ain't saying every sister get approached, but sisters get approached all the time by men, by brothers who are trying to talk to them, get their number, blah, blah, blah. I was in the store the other day. I walked in, you know, and um, this sister looked at me and you know what she did first? She went straight to my shoes. She looked me up and down. She did that thing so quick. She looked me up and down and we kept on moving. But she was grading me. She was grading me. She was grading me physically. She was grading how I was dressed. She was grading me. But sisters get approached every day. I didn't approach the sister. I was in there trying to give a brother a tip. Right? But sisters are approached every day. And sometimes sisters give the brother their number. And sometimes they don't. And a lot of things depends on, yeah, it depends on how the brother is talking to her, but it depends on how the brother looking, right? And sister don't always give her number to every brother, right? Might It might not be her day, might not be her vibe, but it just didn't click, right? And sister move on with her life and brother move on with his life. But women are approached every day. And just because somebody approached you, just because somebody saying something nice to you, don't mean you give them your number. They could be talking all that good talk and they shoes dirty. And everybody know a woman is sizing up a brother's shoes. Everybody know that. But they talking good, though, girl. But he smelled funny. He talking good, girl. But his teeth was jacked up. Right? Because there's one thing that's coming out their mouth, right? So you look, a woman is looking at how a man takes care of himself. A woman is looking at how a man takes care of himself. Hell with what coming out your mouth. What kind of car you drive, how you dress, how you smelling, how you look. I think it's less and less brothers that's talking to sisters without a nice haircut on. I think it's less brothers talking to sisters dressed like they just out here. I think it's less brothers trying to talk to sisters if they car beat up. They sure enough ain't trying to talk to the sister while they standing next to their beat up car because that's the reflection of them. At least that's what society tells us. At least that's what women are led to believe. So just because you saying something nice to a sister don't mean that you're going to get her number. Just like brothers and sisters, just like just because politicians come in the room and smack the wall and tell us they can relate to what it is to be black and the struggle. And they're going to apologize for the country and how we've been treated as black people. Look, black folks, we don't need no more politicians standing up talking about, hey, man, I know it's hard out here being black. Hell yeah, you know it's hard out here being black because you helping it be harder. That's how they know it's hard that it's out here being black. That's how they know that, family. It ain't like they care. It ain't like they care. So my question is, I dare, it's not a question. I, I, this is a statement. I dare somebody stand up and say, vote blue, no matter who, when the leader at the time of the Democratic Party stood up and said, was calling us niggas behind the closed door, sat up and said that he just, the only reason he did the Civil Rights Act was because he wanted to fool black people into voting for Democrats for the next 200 years. And brothers and sisters, the road that we are on, it sure enough seemed like that plot worked. But let me tell you something, family. That's not the case, family, because I'm not going. I'm letting it be known, and you're not going, and we're not going. We're not voting blue no matter who, family. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
And you can sit up and talk about you don't like talking about politicians and politics all you want, family. You need to change your mind on that because black folks, this world is moved by politics. They vote on everything. When it comes to black people, when it comes to black people, they take care of everybody else. They ain't worried about, they ain't looking for no commissions when it's time to take care of the Hispanic. They ain't looking for no commissions and no review boards when it's time to take care of immigrants. It ain't like that, family. It ain't no doggone commission. It ain't no doggone vote when they taking care of these Ukrainians. It ain't no vote then. It ain't no vote then. It ain't no vote then. You know, everybody gets so technical when it comes to the needs of black people. So black people, we need to get a little bit more intense about our political stance, family. And we need to stop paying attention. If actions speak louder than words, what is the Democratic Party telling black people? If actions speak louder than words, what is the Democratic Party telling black people? And what I mean is... Democratic Party ain't did nothing for brothers and sisters. Yet we running around here talking about vote blue no matter who. Brothers and sisters, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable to vote blue no matter who. What the hell are you talking about? And then I want you to look at the individuals that's out here saying vote blue no matter who. When, when in the hell did Puff Daddy become a political, a political voice? When did Tigger... The DJ, when did he become a political voice? Vote blue no matter who? Man, y'all better move on down the street with that. Where else in life, where else in life are you putting your support behind nothing you understand? When you go to your job interview and you interview and you need this job, but you need certain questions answered. You need to know how they're going to pay you. You need to understand your vacation dates. You need to understand if you're going to have paid vacations. What if you went to a job interview and they was like, oh, yeah, good, man. What's up, man? Just show up on Tuesday, uh, September 8th. Are you going to accept that? They're not going to tell you how much you're going to get paid. They're not going to tell you the off days. They're not going to tell you the retirement package. They're not going to tell you nothing. They're just going to tell you to show up on September 8th, come on in the door, and then we'll go from there. How many of you all to take that job? You don't know nothing. You don't know what they're going to do. They ain't trying to tell you what they're going to do. They're just telling you to show up on September 8th, and they're going to give you a job. That's what it's like for black folks and Democrats. Democrats don't know politician got no plan for black folks. None of them. And black folks, all we doing is running and following. All we doing is listening to Diddy. All we doing is listening to Tigger. All we doing is listening to Van Jones. All we doing is listening to people who are carrying the water for the Democrats to get us to keep voting. And they just going to keep encouraging us to get just a little while everybody else getting executive orders. They telling us that we got to be patient. What the hell we got to be patient for? And I don't need no survey about how slavery impacted black folks. You know, that's what they do to us. They tell us they got to get a commission together. They tell us, well, we got to do a survey. Let me tell you something. If you live in America and you've been here, family, you know what this is when it comes to black people, family. You know it ain't no love for us, family. And I ain't walking around here with my thumb in my mouth trying to get my diaper changed. Because first of all, I ain't got my thumb in my mouth. Second of all, I ain't got no diaper on. I'm a man. And I'm sitting up here standing up and I'm telling my people enough of this vote blue no matter who garbage. Enough of that. We've already give, been given our bottle. We've already been burnt and we've already been put to bed. They already gave us a black president who was as hollow as an empty tree. 
We got that already. We already got the cute symbol. But now what's up, black folks? That boy that came and gone. That boy had two terms. It ain't right nothing for black people. And if I'm lying, check the record. Well, y'all around here crying and talking about his wife beautiful and look at their daughters. What the hell did he do for black people? I'm asking you. I'm asking you. And black folks, we need to stop being satisfied that somebody black. Just like women ain't satisfied that a brother talking to them. What they got to offer? That's the question. What do they have to offer? What is the plan, black people? What is the plan? See, I got a plan. You know, I ain't just getting on this mic, running, getting on this mic, just running my mouth. I got a plan. I know what I'm doing here. I know why I'm here. I know why I'm here. I know why I'm here. I got a plan. There is no plan. Tell me a politician that is standing up and saying, this is my plan specifically for black folks. And I'm sorry, black people. That's what we have to start demanding. I ain't on the kumbaya boat, y'all. I ain't with the people of color thing. I ain't a person of color, man. I'm a black man, homie. The person of color is a general statement. That's how the Mexican get in the dough. That's how the Asian get in the dough. That's how the immigrant get in the dough. Because they say people of color. Hey, man, I'm black. I'm not colored. I'm not with them. Because they not with me. I don't have Mexican issues. You understand me? I don't have Yugoslavian issues. You understand me? I don't have Spanish issues. You understand me? I don't have Asian issues. You understand me? I don't have Ukrainian issues. You understand me? I'm a black man. And when you talk to me, you talk to me about black issues. When you talk to us, you talk to me about black issues and black people. I don't want to hear nothing about nobody else because you're not talking to them about me when you're talking about their business. So, first of all, black people, we are not people of color. We are not part of that crew. We black. We know who we are. I don't need to be grouped in with nobody because they problem ain't my problem because for damn sure, my problem, not they problem. So the first thing we need to do is tell all these cats that's running that people of color game. No, dog. Talk to me straight up. When you talking to black people, talk to black people and speak to black people. I am not a person of color. Let me say that in the dough. Let me say that in the dough. You don't got to tell me at what color I am, family. I'm not grouped there. I'm not part of a suitcase package, family. I'm about black people. And I want black issues addressed. And I want a black plan. But you know what, brothers and sisters? I'm not looking for a politician to come to me with a plan. I'm saying we're going to them with a plan. They want our vote. They want our vote. We the one in control. We the one with the power. So since we the one in control, since we the one with the power, since we the one with the vote, and we're going to vote as a block, and we're going to vote unified, and I don't care who stand up and say what. I don't care what nobody say. Whoever stand up and tell you to vote for this, this, this president and vice president, they don't give a damn about black people. And I don't care if they black. Anybody, and I, like I said, they say that Joe Biden saying he want to run, but they say just in case it's going to be Michelle Obama and Kamala Harris. And let me stand up and tell y'all this right now. And I'm going to unashamedly say that Michelle Obama can't say a damn thing to me, family, because I can look Michelle. O See, I got something in common with Michelle Obama that a lot of people in this country don't have in common with Michelle Obama. See, Michelle Obama is from Chicago. I don't give a damn who she married to. I'm talking about where she from. She from Chicago. She grew up in that area called Old Block. That's where she from. And she don't do a damn thing for Chicago. Michelle Obama don't do a damn. I'm talking to Michelle Obama. I ain't talking to, to Barry. I'm not talking to Barry. I'm talking to Michelle Obama, Chicago's very own. 
And I can look Michelle Obama in the face and tell her to her face, you ain't did a damn thing for Chicago. A damn thing. A damn thing. Them girls don't know you in Chicago. Michelle Obama can relate to every sister growing up in Chicago right now. And she ain't got a word for you. She ain't got a word for you. She ain't got a word for you. She from where you from. She know your struggle. And she ain't got a word for you. So don't be emotionally overtaken and overwhelmed if she run out here and talk about she going to do this, that, and the third. Y'all running around here talking about how pretty she is and how beautiful she is. Yeah, no doubt. I would get it, Michelle. No doubt about it. She all right. She all right. I cut her. But I tell you what. Michelle ain't did a damn thing for black people. Michelle ain't did a damn thing for black people. Michelle ain't did a damn thing for the black girls in Chicago. And don't tell me about black girls rock. And don't tell me you saw her sitting on the panel. What is Michelle Obama saying to the sisters? I'm talking about your struggle, homie. I'm talking about what advice is Michelle Obama giving the brothers and the sisters to pick it. I'm talking strictly Chicago. I'm talking strictly Chicago now, damn it. I ain't talking political structures and this, that, and the third. If you from Chicago, you need to have your neck in Chicago fighting the same war that need to be fought. Why? Because didn't nobody come back and fight for you. That's why you need to have your butt back in the inner city of Chicago speaking up. And I ain't saying Michelle Obama got to be in the front of the parade picking in the street. I ain't saying that. But I'm saying that Michelle Obama, Chicago's very own, Need to have her voice heard. But no, she ain't got nothing to say to us. So I don't want to hear nothing about she running for anything. What she can do is run up out the door with that foolishness. Because she from Chicago and she ain't speaking to the issues in Chicago. That means she don't feel connected to Chicago. Like I said before, Michelle Obama ain't one of us. How the hell can she be one of us if she ain't even speaking up for us? She ain't even speaking to us. She ain't got no motivation. She ain't got no words of support. And you want to sit up here and tell me that I need to vote for her? Man, y'all better come on in. Y'all better come on. It ain't enough that she black. It ain't enough. It ain't enough that they black, y'all. It ain't enough. Being black ain't enough. What's your beliefs? What's your works? The Bible says that you judge a tree by its fruit. You judge a tree by its fruit. That's what the Bible say. The Bible say you judge a tree by its fruit. And all these people I just mentioned, all these politicians, all these so-called black leaders, when it comes to the black community, what type of fruit are they bearing? What can these politicians point to that they supported for black people? And I ain't in the room calling nobody no coon. That's unnecessary. I ain't in the room calling nobody no coon. This ain't emotion. This is logic. I'm asking you a question. When it comes to these politicians that's going to be standing up and asking us for our vote. And ain't got no plan, ain't got nothing of substance, ain't got no tangibles that we can touch. I'm asking you, when it comes to the black community, what fruit have these individuals brought to the black community? You can say I'm yelling, I'm hoofing and hollering. You can call me whatever you want to call me. But answer that question. Answer that question. Tell me what these brothers and sisters have done for the brothers and sisters. Tell me. One policy that the first and only black president of this country tell me what policy that he write did he write for black people specifically. And I'll be quiet. 
and I'll be quiet. Don't tell me. Don't blame it on the white man. Don't talk about how they was blocking this, that, and the third. When Trump got in the office, Trump did whatever the hell he wanted to. He didn't care nothing about the Constitution. And you know what? Didn't nobody say nothing. That man lied on TV every day. And all these punks did was sit there and swallow it. So if that's the case with Trump, who was not a politician, if that's the case with Trump, then what in the hell could Obama did? See, what Trump did was he exposed how much Obama didn't do. Because what Trump showed us was exactly how powerful the presidency was. Because everybody know that Trump was lying and them gumps wasn't saying nothing. Nothing. They quietly got their behind in line and closed their mouth. And bitched and complained to the media. And President Obama with his black self. He could have did way more for the people, y'all. I'm not saying that he should have gave black folks $58 billion. I ain't saying that. That would have been good, but I ain't saying that. But one thing he could have did, family, that he didn't do, he could have created an executive order to bless black people. Just like he created an executive order to bless Hispanic people, to make sure they, did, they got access to top-notch education. It's mandated. President Obama didn't do that for black people. But he did it for Hispanic people. President Obama opened up the borders and said that men can put a wig on their head or if a male wanted to be a girl, that they can go to the girl's bathroom. I'm talking about in our schools, family. I'm talking about in our schools. And then he told the school systems, if they don't adopt this, that they will hold back federal federal grant money from Board of Education. Now, President Obama did this, family. He made schools. Understand this now. He made schools accept the fact that if a boy wanted to be a girl or if a girl said that they was a boy, that they were allowed to go in that bathroom. That means boys could say they could put on uh, some lipstick and put a purse around their chest and say they wanted to be girl, a girl and were allowed to go to the girl's bathroom. Check the record. So that's two things President Obama did. President Obama wrote, a, wrote an executive order for Hispanics to get top notch education. And he ordered he made it federal law that schools had to allow individuals who identify as an opposite gender. Check the record. Identified as an opposite gender. They were allowed to go to that bathroom. So if a girl wanted to be a boy, she can go to the boy's bathroom. And if a boy wanted to be a girl, he can go to the girl's bathroom. Now, that's under Obama now. Now he can he can he can he can he can support something so controversial because you can say whatever you want to say you can have your opinion about it. Hey y'all, that's controversy. That's controversy for a boy. First of all, it's challenging for a boy to say he a girl and for a girl to say that they're a boy. That's challenging. I ain't saying if God made it that I ain't arguing that. I'm just saying it's challenging. It's controversial. Ain't nobody gonna look me in my face and say it's not controversial for boys going in the girls' bathrooms and girls going in the boys' bathrooms talking about they're a boy and they're a girl and then they talking about they're a girl and they're a male, they're a boy. I ain't trying to hear that is controversial. You can say whatever you want to say. You ain't gotta like it. It's a fact. So that man did that. He he approved that. And he made everybody get in line with that. And that man had nothing for black people. Now, y'all can say whatever y'all want to say. Those are facts. And all I'm saying is, brothers and sisters, it ain't enough that somebody black and a politician. What's the plan? What plan do they have for you? When somebody comes to you and got a plan to help you, that means they care about you. President Obama, 
the first and only black president of this country, had no plan for black folks and continue to ha not have a plan for black folks. And we running around here foaming at the mouth because he the first black president. Yeah, he the first black president. And you know what else he is? He the first black president that didn't do a damn thing for black people. Make sure you say that at the end of it, too. It ain't enough that he black. It ain't enough. It ain't enough. Brothers and sisters, actions speak louder than words. And I ask you to think, what has that politician, that blue politician, that red politician, if actions speak louder than words, what has that red politician or that blue politician done for you, done for our people? And when you really sit down and think about that, when you really sit down and think about the fact that President Obama was the first black president and he didn't write one law into effect that helps and supports black people, you got to look at that. And don't give him no excuses because I want you to remember Trump. Trump showed us what, what Obama could have did because Trump didn't give a damn. And he wasn't trying to appease nobody. Trump was lying every day. Everybody hated when Trump was on the TV screen. But everybody smiled when you see Obama. But that nigga Trump showed you that he going to do what he want to do, just like Obama could have did. Just like Obama could have did. And when we get to the political party, I want you to remember being two-faced, family. I want you to remember what LBJ said. I'm going to have these niggas voting for Democratic for 200 years. Two-faced. The president that signed the Civil Rights Act told a black man to act like they were a piece of furniture. He told the black man, nigga, you're going to be called, you're going to be black for your whole life. So you just need to deal with what you are called and let that roll off water like all that. Let that roll off your back like water on a duck's back. This the man that signed the Civil Rights Act of 1964. This the man that called the Civil Rights Act of 1957 the nigger bill. This the man that said he when, when he appointed Thurgood Marshall, son, when I appoint a nigger, when I appoint a nigger to be a judge, I want everybody to know he a nigger. But in public, Lyndon B. Johnson was standing up for the black person. But in private, he wasn't doing nothing but pushing a political ploy. See, he had a plan. He had a plan to get niggas to vote Democratic for the next 200 years. And the plan was to push the Civil Rights Act bill through so black folks will be committed to the Democratic Party who that who is not committed to black people. And if you don't believe me, all I ask you to do is to judge a tree by its fruit. Peace. I'm your man, Mo Morris, the one man army. And thank you for listening to Radio. I'm your man, Mo Morris, the one man army. And thank you for listening to Hood Radio. Peace. What up, Chicago?